You are listening to the Break Free From Your Monkey Mind podcast, where you will be introduced to various techniques, ideas, and guests, providing you with ways to improve your mental health and help you take the first step towards your goals and aspirations. Let us inspire you today to learn, grow, and succeed. Here's your host, Tony Gordon. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever you are in the world. Thank you very much for joining me again for another episode of Break Free for Your Monkey Mind podcast. This is season three, episode 10. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be looking at some different techniques, maybe call it modalities, some people call them treatments that I use to work with clients. I've been getting a lot of questions recently since I redid my um, website about what I actually do, um, what kind of modalities I use, what they're used for. So I thought over the next couple of episodes, I'll go through each of them more in detail so people can understand, maybe get rid of some of the myths that I've done before with some things on hypnosis. But the one most popular people have asked about recently has been is NLP, call it, or its right title, Neuro Linguistic Programming. It's a mouthful, I know. But I'll try and explain it, um, give a definition and explain it simply. So NLP, a definition of it, combines theories, models, and techniques from a range of scientific, esoteric fields to create accessible and understandable tools, which can be used by individuals, teams, and organizations, and applied in a variety of contexts to prove outcome, support, well-being, and create change. A lot of mouthful. That is not a really big mouthful. Simply, yeah, as I say to people, is I use different techniques and resources to allow them to make changes in their own mental state, their own mind, to put new processes in place to help them to move forward. And that's basically what that big thing is, all that says. Different people might give different descriptions of it, but the simplest way I can do it is that you use different processes in everyday life. How we drive, there's a process about how you get in the car, how you sit, how you do things. These are things that are programmed into your mind. So when you go in your own home and you go to cook something, you don't think, I need a knife, you just automatically go and get it, or I need a fork or a kettle or whatever it is. You automatically go. You don't have to think every second through, I need to turn left here, right, open that cupboard, take this out. It just happens. This is a way of doing that, of helping you to put processes in place to help you to move on and to help you either from coaching side, from well-being. Um, it can use a lot of different things. Now, the first thing you understand is where it came about and what it is. Neuroglossic program is something that's been around since about the early 70s. It was started really with two main people that did it. People know as Dr. Jo uh, Richard Bandler, who was a mathematician, and John Grinder, who was an associate professor of linguistics. They worked together at University of California, and they, in a time of like, a lot of change, and especially in human humanities fields, they got together and actually looked at these processes and modelled, it's called, so took the best of looking at different people from a prior time and put that together to get these processes. They were looking at what is the difference it makes between somebody who, somebody who's competent, somebody who is able to do something, who's got a skill or a trait or something they're really good at, and others who can't do it. What makes those ones that are so good, so good at doing that? What is it they actually have? Or can something be modeled or copied to use? They decided to use different people to get the answer. There was three people at the time. 
that they decided to model things on. They were all outstanding therapists in their own right. Um, one that some people call the godfather of having a therapist at Milton Erickson. He was a world-renowned psychiatrist and who really gave a name to the form of hypnosis as we know it now. There was Virginia Satir. She was a, a family therapist and a gentleman called Fritz Perls, who was a gestalt therapist. Now, they took the best of these because they could just as easily have been copying people who were maybe outstanding businessmen, outstanding athletes, outstanding scientists, whoever. They just needed to, to use certain people who they could get the best things of them, looking at how they did things, the way they did things, and how that can be put into practice to help other people. So Barnell and Grimmler modelled their language, their physiology, and their mental processes um, to identify patterns, basically. So rather than theories on something, they look at things as being as a pattern. If we put these patterns in place, this would help. And that's what they taught. There was others involved at the time as well, but they were the two main people that most people would know. Now, how it worked was NLP techniques focus on making changes from behaviour. They can be used for a variety of different goals. So you have people in the mental health field who use it. You've got people who use it to change at work. Coaches, consultants, therapists, salespeople, businessmen, anybody in an everyday job can use it for their own sake, their own self-development, or just a personal sort of development basis. Anyone can utilize this. And what the NLP cell did was it gave us a talk therapy or a treatment for depression, anxiety, other aspects of mental health that they can be used, that therapy uses to help improve that, but also so many other things. I said with the work things, but people who have phobias, fears, um, just how to change a, a state very quickly in your mind just because you've got some doubt, you don't feel confident doing something, you may need some better self-worth, self-awareness, you want to improve how you actually have an outlook to life, the way you think of things, because some of those people who suffer from more severe parts of anxiety or stress or overwhelm, burnout, all these different terms you keep hearing these days, a lot of kind of things like panic attacks, these can be used as well to put things in place to either reduce them or to prevent them. Now, we look at different things in the field here. A simple way that we seem to be taught from our children, when we go to school and you brought them to school, you look at everything externally. You look at everything from outside, from other people's perspective. And you do it all through life. So you're getting people from school who give you a curriculum that you have to follow. So their perspective is how you start looking on your education, how you look at the world as a whole, how your parents act, how they teach you, how they portray their lives. You pick things up. So we're picking things all the time for them externally. What the great thing about your linguistic programming does, it gets you to look internally. So your own is called map of the world. It just means your perspective, how you see things, but see it from yourself, first of all, and look and see it through your eyes, through your senses, how you smell, how you feel, when you talk, how you act. All of that is from you. And it's amazing when you do that, how much more confident you can be, how better you feel about yourself. So when you do have any issues externally, you can handle them a lot better. Whereas someone who doesn't, they get impacted solely all the time with how other people make them feel, the way they think other people see them. 
So their perspective is always based on other people's opinions rather than their own. Because NLP changes and behavior, you can change it up. It's all about your thought patterns, your actions, your emotions. NLP can also benefit people who don't have any serious any health. As I said, people from work, coaches, everything. Anybody can do it. And one of you think about where that is, have you ever done something that really took your breath away, that made you feel amazing? And you try to look back on it and remember what done that. What was it? Remember the first time you, you won something for yourself or something that a family member done something? Maybe the day you got married, the day a child was born. It could be the day you got the job that you really wanted. Or actually this week, you may have got the results from call for um, school that gave you to get into college, university. You get anything at all you can look at life. We can look at him. Um, you remember an amazing day that you had. You, you remember it, but you don't always feel it when you look back. You can't always say, well, what was it that I did? What was it that made it so good? What was that feeling? And the one thing NLP can really do fantastic for things like that is it can allow you to put process in place. So time and time again, when you have got these situations come up, you know how confident you can be in it. And you get so immersed in it that you do feel all of that and it stays with you. So it can take your breath away all the time rather than just now and again. It helps you to understand and to model your own successes so that you can do them over and over. Basically, a way of discovering your own genius, your own best people. You hear people saying about the best version of them, your best self. This allows you to do that all the time. And it can have an, a, such a positive, profound aspect in different parts of your life. It helps people to move forward when they're stuck. It helps people to leave things behind that they don't need anymore. Things that hold them back. I describe that to people like, you see these things in a gym nowadays, they've got like a big bungee rope attached to them and you try and run and you get as far as you can and you see them getting pulled back. That's what happens to us when we go through life. If we don't deal with emotions or situations, we always get pulled back. NLP allows us to help you or even to help yourself if you learn it, to how to get rid of the things that are holding you back, to allow you to move forward. It's like you're stuck in this little cocoon. Just think like a caterpillar when it's one that's young. It's stuck in this little cocoon, this wee shape. And then one day, something happens and it just flies. It's like a butterfly or it just goes up into the sky, flies away. So amazing, so different for that thing it was contained. And sometimes that's all we need in life is someone who shows how to guide us how to do that so that we're not stuck in that rut. We're not just going through life getting by. We actually can live the life that we deserve, the life that we want to have. And that's such an amazing feeling. And for someone like me who works with people like that, to give them that confidence to be able to do that, it's not the fact when they get there and they fly away from themselves and be able to do whatever they want on their own. It's the moment when the realisation happens, when you do something with them and give them the techniques to put in place, and they suddenly realise, you see that little smile come, maybe part of one lip going, and then the smile on their face comes when they went, I know I can do this. That point is such an amazing feeling. When you see someone do that, they take control of their own life. So basically, and a university program practitioner, an LP practitioner, master practitioner myself, we are just guides or catalysts. All the resources you need are inside you. They're there all the time. You just don't always know how to bring them out. And that's what we do. And that's what this modality 
is so amazing. Giving people tools to go and change their own lives and to keep doing it. No matter what life's thrown at them, they will keep changing it. Because it is what you look at is the difference between if you started talking about how certain people have certain amazing traits or abilities and others don't. But you may not have the same ability, for example, as a Usain Bolt and run as fast as he can, but you can run as fast as you can. And it's better than probably you could do today when you do that the next day. And how does that feel? When each little day, each day you improve by a little bit more. And how good is that? Because you're always improving, you're always getting better. And it's a powerful way to change. For me, I call it change your mind. A company name, changing your mindset. When you can change that mindset, you change your life. You change those patterns, you change from today. As soon as you do it. I was asked if NLP, does it really work? Then yeah, we always think I've said shows you it does. But also one thing with it is you, I went on the courses to become a university practitioner and a master practitioner because I want to have different tools. I call it a little toolbox that help me to help my clients. I never know when someone's going to sit in front of me what the real issue is. The majority of people that come to me and tell me they come with these different problems. They come with maybe I'm stressed or I'm overwhelmed or I'm suffering burnout. But when you actually talk to them, that's not the issue. The issue is what causes them. What is the reason that they've got these symptoms in the first place? And the NLP allows me to take that away, to remove that and get them moving forward. And you can't ask for better. But if you are interested, then why not look at yourself? Look it up. There's plenty of things online. On YouTube, there's plenty of channels on there where you can get things. It's one of those things that you need to explore for yourself and find out. If you want to go down to church for getting help, then speak to a practitioner. Speak to someone who can take you through it and help you with it. If it's something you want to do just for your own development, maybe, and you don't want to be a practitioner, I would say anybody, going on to the course changes your life. It makes you allow to grow as a person. You grow in every aspect of your life. You can release so many traumas, so many issues from your past that you don't even always know until you go into these things. It's amazing that every day they bring different techniques and things in. And you're trying to come up, you think to yourself, I need to come up with something to be able to do that with someone to practice it to make sure it works. And actually you find you don't. You've actually got things sometimes you don't even realise. This brings it to your mind and it's like, oh, a realisation. And yeah, that stops me doing things, but I never even noticed that was the reason. And it helps you to move it away. So have a look at it, look into it. It's something that, for me, it's, I said, it's life-changing. For myself as well as for other people, I've used it on myself to help me in my journey, which you know I've mentioned plenty of times on the podcast. If anybody doesn't know, look back to episode one and series one, and you'll find out about me and how much I've used self-hypnosis and NLP techniques to help me. And one, I suppose, somebody asked what my favourite one is. There's so many different things that can be used for. But one for me that really helped at the time was being able to actually see what I can be. Especially when I was told that well, I was inoperable, that we need to manage your condition and you, you start thinking that yeah, the life's over, there's nothing you can do. Well, this week, on the last week, I managed to do something I thought, I've talked before, I couldn't do, I didn't thought I'd ever do again. And I played around the golf. Had to split it in two halves, being honest. I had to have first night rose in the morning, something to eat, a wee break, let our body recover a bit and then played in the afternoon again. Um, can I say I was very good, to be honest. 
a couple of good little bits, but that wasn't the point. The point for me was that I got to the stage by using these techniques on myself. Give myself that calmness to say, no, they're wrong. I know I can do this again. I know what I can achieve. Just small steps. And it took small steps to get up, to get where I had to understand the limitations that I was going to have and accept that, but not to accept that I can't do something. That just wasn't on. So it took years for me to get to this stage again, but an amazing feel. So immense how I felt inside. And what I'd actually used was a, a little technique, I suppose, on myself to actually do it, that I needed to understand that to look. I was looking to see, like, different golfers, different people, how they do things. And I started thinking, what was really wrong with that? It was, it was great using them as an example, but I needed to be able to do it for me. I needed to, to know how to actually get my own mindset for me to do it. So I did a little exercise. And it is a, a technique, um, NLP technique. This one, well, it's actually written by another um, NLP coach in Australia. Um, I did some before, uh, Angel Farnham. Um, and it's, she calls it as if, as if exercise instead of what if. So the what if most people say is what happens when you think of being overwhelmed or going towards burnout or stressed. You always think, what if this happens? What if that happens? This is as if you can do something else. So what you do is just, if it's safe to do so, I want you just to sit for a couple of minutes nice and comfortable. Uh, if you're driving or you're doing any machinery or anything that can be dangerous, then don't do this now. But otherwise, just take a few minutes. If you can do it now, you can always come back to this and do it later. I want you just to take a few deep breaths. Breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your nose. Just take two or three deep breaths and allow yourself to just relax a bit more. Just get a sense of how your breathing is, how relaxed you can. The more you have these deep breaths, gentle breaths though, not any pressure, just breathe in, breathe out. And as you do that, I want you to just close your eyes for a moment or two. And I want you to pitch yourself not too far in the distance, maybe a week or two, a month, six months, but in a future where you wish to be. Maybe it's something that you've got coming up. Maybe, I don't know, you've got a talk you're going to have to do or a family event coming up or you're going out with someone for the first time or going holding, whatever it is. I want you just to think of what that future would look like for you. Just... Take time you need to just add, add in all the elements that you feel should be included. So if you're thinking your future self, take a look of how your future self will look, how they would dress, how they move, how they speak, what way they're standing or they're walking. And you want to see yourself being confident. So if you struggle to think yourself like that now, then just think of someone you know who would be that way. So for me, when I was thinking about it and getting on the golf again, I thought of Tiger Woods because he's probably the strongest mindset of just about any athlete I've ever seen. The things he's been through, the injuries, the things had some similar in one respect to me, not the quite the golf side, but what I've been through in my life, he's been through a lot of hardship. So you think of someone that who you would think of 
but that who's got those traits that you would love to see in yourself. The confidence, maybe a powerful way of speaking, maybe a gentle way of speaking, whatever it is you want. Just imagine that, how that would look, how you would feel. Just think all those emotions. Now, when you imagine if that confident part of you, the one who talks the right way, who speaks the right way, moves the right way, just imagine them standing in front of you now and you can see how they're learning, how they carry themselves, how other people are reacting to the way they speak, the way they walk, the way they look, how good that looks. Just imagine that they're standing right in front of you, close enough that you can touch them. And I want you just in your mind only, just to ask your future self that's standing that few feet in front of you, what do they do to get where they are now compared to where you are? What was it they did to change? Whether it's something they put into place, is it something they're doing? What is it they did to now be that amazing, confident person? And make sure you really pay attention to whatever answers are given. Maybe they went in a course to do something like that. Maybe it's because it's something they read, a book. Maybe because they modelled themselves on someone else, since we've been talking about it. Whatever it is, just take note of whatever they say. And as you do that, just step a little bit closer. I want you to reach out. Reach out your arm and just gently touch their hand as well. So if you're just holding hands. And I want you just to imagine, using that powerful imagination you've got, I want you to get yourself as if you can step into that future self. So just imagine if you can, how your being would come out of you and go into them. As if you were stepping in, just pulling on a suit or a, a wetsuit, and that tightness that some of you can imagine that you're inside that. Just imagine how you would see, how you would feel, what you would hear. Just imagine looking around at those other people who are smiling at you, who are enjoying listening to you, enjoying your company. Imagine how good that feels when you're speaking so confidently. Get a sense of how that feels to you. That's great. Now I want you just to change your body posture so that while you're there, you're actually stepping into that future self and you're hearing the inner talk in their, their head. So that's part of your future self talk. Your future self is talking in your head to make sure that they are that confident. What is it they say to themselves? What is it they do? How does their posture move? How do they stand? Totally immerse yourself in that for a few seconds. Just immerse yourself completely. Act as if that is you. As if that's going to be you going forward. Take all that in, all the feelings, the sense of how they feel, how they dress, how they're moving, how their body reacts, how the talk in their mind is. Take as much of that as you can. And then what I want you to do is just think in your mind as if you're just stepping back out of that future self and back into yourself. So you're right in front of them. You can now see them in front of you, but you're back in yourself. But you've took all those traits with you. 
And you look up and you see you feel yourself just turn, wave and walk away because you don't need that anymore. You've got all those feelings, you've got all those ideas, all those senses inside you. And you see inside your own mind that you follow in the footsteps just for a few steps as if you follow up, going after them, but you realise you don't have to. Because all those feelings, a sense of confidence, of achievement, of a sense of as if you can be that person now, means that you can be that person, not as if you are that person now because you've took all those traits. You know what made them that way. You know what you've got to do to become that. The light to know is just to open your eyes. And when you get a chance since after this, write down, write down what you think, what you heard as the message for them about what you needed to do to become that person. Write down what they did to do that. Write down how you felt they stood, how you felt they moved, how their voice was when they spoke, what kind of self-talk that they were having in their mind when they were doing that. And all through the rest of today, keep all that in your mind and act that way. If you've got to still meet people now or if you're going to talk to your people, talk in that way. Talk that much more confident every way that makes you feel so much better. Because the more you do that and the more you get through your mind, your own self-talk will keep it going. But then if you do get stuck, you know you've got it written down. Any other ideas just to help you, you've got that. And you'll keep that going all the time. It's just a little thing to try. You try it once, you feel, I don't know if really about it, do it again. Find a way for you to do it. And this is just a guide. Find your own way of stepping into that person and find how they feel. Could be a future user said it could be somebody you want to model yourself on, like I did with Tiger Woods. I imagine being in him. How did he face what he had to do? How did he come back? What did it feel like stepping on that tee for the first time? People were telling him that he'd probably never walk again, and yet he's just been in majors. But that car crash he had the last time, nobody thought he'd walk away from that. But he's back. He's never going to be 100%. Like I said, I had to learn my limitations. So I still feel so much better every now, but I understand better what that's like and what it took. And that's what I'd love for you to do. So try it out and let me know how you got on. It would be great if you just either send a, an email. Our email is tonygordon at changingyourmindlimited.com. So it's tonygordon at changingyourmindlimited.com. The limited is LTD. Let me know how you got on with a little exercise or who you modulate yourself on, that would be great. And I'll let other people know, maybe give them ideas what they can do. If you got the traits or how did you get there, let us know that so we can let other people know. Great if you could share that with other ones to let them know how to do it. If it's something you'd like to take further and learn more about it, then you can get in touch with me through Calendly, which is a booking system. It's calendly.com forward slash Tony Gordon. It will take the booking system. You can book a 30-minute call. It's free. Just have a chat with me if you want more about this or what I can do for you using this, how to help you. Or if you want just to find out how to get more information to do it for yourself. Maybe it's something you want to do to take forward in the future. Whatever it is, I just want you to get something out of this that can help you. And next week, I'm going to get a bit more in-depth about hypnotherapy and the difference between hypnotherapy and hypnosis. I get a lot of questions about that if I do both. How does it help? What is it? Are there two different things? Listen in next week and you'll find out.
So thank you very much again for joining me. I really appreciate that. As always, if you have any suggestions or things that you would like on the show, please let me know. Uh, if you'd like to come on as a guest, I would love that as well. Come on and let some ideas about what you do that helps things in your life that you think may help other people. Remember, everybody has mental health issues. Just some people need more help than others. And if you can help someone with that, wouldn't that be a great achievement? Thank you again. Take care of yourself and your families. And I'll speak to you all next week. Goodbye. Thank you for listening and tune in next week for more great conversation, valuable tips and positive ideas, allowing you to take your first step towards learning, growing and succeeding.